This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Let'sTalkIdeas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm. Phenomenal Foods by Chef Holly, creator of West Indian-inspired seasonings, and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Antigua Prime Minister welcomes loss damage agreement at COP27. Guadalupe shuts down computer network after major cyber attack. Jamaican investors can now access as shares traded on the Dutch Caribbean Securities Exchange. Solaporhoi, Inc. gets one million grant from Amazon founder to fight homelessness in Puerto Rico. And World Health Organization convenes experts to identify new pathogens that could spark pandemics. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, November 23rd. We start a report today in Antigua, where Prime Minister Gaston Brown speaks on the way forward on the loss and damage agreement at COP27. Antigua Newsroom reports via CMC that Antigua and Barbuda's Prime Minister Gaston Brown has welcomed the breakthrough agreement reached at the United Nations Climate Change Conference, COP27, in Egypt to provide loss and damage funding for vulnerable countries hit hard by climate disasters. Brown said his country, as well as the Alliance of Small Island States, which he chaired, were involved in the negotiations in Egypt and had even addressed one of the negotiating meetings. Simon Steele, the Grenada-born United Nations Climate Change Executive Secretary, said this outcome moves us forward. Set against the backdrop of COP27, countries reaffirmed their commitment to limit global temperature rise to 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. The package also strengthened actions by countries to cut greenhouse gas emissions and adapt to the inevitable impacts of climate change, as well as boosting the support of finance, technology, and capacity building needed by developing countries. Governments took the groundbreaking decision to establish new funding arrangements, creating a specific fund for loss and damage, as well as as a dedicated fund to assist developing countries in responding to loss and damage. Governments also agreed to establish a transitional committee to make recommendations on how to operationalize both the new funding arrangements and the fund at the COP28 next year. The first meeting of the transitional committees is expected to take place before the end of March 2023. Next up, Guadalupe shuts down computer networks after major cyber attack. Bahamanews.net via RFI reports the French Caribbean island of Guadeloupe has shut down all its computer networks to protect data after a large-scale cyber attack local authorities reported on Monday. The French overseas region said in a statement on Monday, as a security measure, all computer networks have been shut down to protect data and a diagnosis is underway. A continuity of services plan has been put in place to ensure public services, the regional authorities said adding that they have filed a complaint and sent a notification to the French Data Protection Authority, CINEL. Guadeloupe is the latest French region to be hit by a cyber attack in recent months. You're listening to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Now on to Jamaica, where Jamaican investors can now access share traded on the Dutch Caribbean Securities Exchange. 
Jamaica Information Service reports Jamaican investors are now able to acquire shares in entities listed on the Dutch Caribbean Securities Exchange. This following the signing of a Memorandum of Understanding facilitating the arrangement between the Jamaica Stock Exchange and the Dutch Caribbean Securities Exchange. The MOU was signed during the bell-ringing ceremony at the Jamaican Stock Exchange in Kingston on Tuesday, November 22nd. According to the report, the partnership will also enable the cross-listing of companies on both exchanges and facilitate greater educational training via the Jamaican Stock Exchange eCampus and leveraging of online trading platforms. Managing Director of the Jamaican Stock Exchange Group, Dr. Marlene Street Forrest said the MOU allows local investors a foot into the European markets, adding that the Dutch Caribbean Securities Exchange will also have a foot into Jamaica and other Caribbean islands. In other economic news, Barbados Prime Minister has made a pledge to engage the private sector in Barbados's Economic Recovery and Transformation 2022 plan. Barbados Today reports that with the government of Barbados just weeks from officially getting funding for its Barbados Economic Recovery and Transformation 2022 plan, the business community is questioning the delay in setting up promised support and monitoring committees. The report also said that the president of Barbados Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Anthony Branker, is calling for an early seat at the table when it comes to negotiations on economic issues with the administration. In response to the concerns and call, Prime Minister Mia Motley has promised continued engagement with the private sector and assured the committees will soon be established. Both were speaking on Tuesday at the Barbados Chamber of Commerce and Industries annual business luncheon and discussion forum, which was held at the Lloyd Erskine Sandy Ford Center under the theme, Strengthening Barbados's Economy Through Collective Partnerships. Branker said while the business community was thankful that the country's debt was being lowered and economic growth was returning. The plan placed a great deal of emphasis on private sector-led growth and therefore engaging with the government early was absolutely critical. Having reached a staff-level agreement with the International Monetary Fund at the end of September, officials are expected to go before the Washington-based institution's board on December 7 for final approval for financing of the Barbados Economic Recovery and Transformation Program under the Fund Extended Fund Facility. The Barbados Economic Recovery and Transformation 2022 plan speaks to the need for private sector investments to be increased from the current 8.5% of gross domestic product, or $975 million annually, to about 15% of the GDP, or about $1.96 billion annually. Motley, who is also Minister of Finance, assured the Barbados Chamber of Commerce and Industry head that he need not worry about the level of engagement and consultation since what Barbados must look like over the next five to seven years requires all of us at the table. She said it also required major private sector investments in a number of areas with support 
from the government. Motley singled out areas such as renewable energy sector, tourism, manufacturing and pharmaceuticals, health and wellness, housing, enfranchisement, the heritage and creative economies, and agriculture and food security. The government of Barbados is expected to receive funding of about $1 billion in the form of budget support, with $366 million coming from the IMF, $300 from the Inter-American Development Bank, and $200 million from the World Bank. Barbados Economic Recovery and Transformation 2.0 is expected to also be largely financed by another $1 billion for specific projects facilitated through a number of funding partners, including the Export-Import Bank of China, the Inter-American Development Bank, the Caribbean Development Bank, and the Bank of Latin America. This is Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Now on to Puerto Rico. Solar Pohoy Inc. gets one million grant to fight homelessness in Puerto Rico. News is my business report, Solar Pohoy Inc a non-profit community-based organization serving the vulnerable populations, including homeless families in 24 municipalities of the northern region of Puerto Rico, announced that it has received a $1 million grant from the Bezos Day One Families Fund. The grant represents the largest private gift in the organization's history. Launched in 2018 by the Amazon founder, Jeff Bezos, the Day One Families Fund issues annual leadership awards to leading organizations on the front lines working to help families move from unsheltered homeless and shelters to permanent housing. Belinda Hill, executive director of Solar Poor Hoy, said her team serve approximately 3,000 homeless families every year in hopes of ending the cycle of homelessness by getting families housed. This one-time grant will help her organization in its work to support families as they reel from skyrocketing rent costs, limited services, and insufficient homes. The organization plans to use the grant funds to develop a specialized service center, which will include an integrated technology center and food and hygiene distribution center to further the organization's work to place families in housing and strengthen them on their paths to ending the homeless cycle. Over the past five years, the Day One Families Fund has provided 170 grants, totaling more than $520 million to organizations around the United States states working to combat homelessness and help families gain housing support and stability. Now on to the World Health Organization where experts convene to identify pathogens that could spark pandemics. The World Health Organization is working to compile an updated list of priority pathogens that can cause future outbreaks or pandemics, the United Nations Agency announced on Monday. The World Health Organization is convening over 300 scientists who will consider the evidence on over 25 virus families and bacteria, as well as disease X, which indicates an unknown pathogen that could cause a serious international pandemic. The process began on Friday and will be guided by global investment and research and development, especially in vaccines, tests, and treatments. The Priority Pathogens list was first published in 2017 and includes COVID-19, Ebola virus disease, Lassa fever, 
Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, MERS, Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, SARS, Rift Valley Fever, Zika, and Disease X. Targeting priority pathogens and virus families for research and development of countermeasures is essential for a fast and effective epidemic and pandemic response, said Dr. Michael Ryan, Executive Director of the World Health Organization's Health Emergencies Program. Without significant research and development investments prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, it would not have been possible to have safe and effective vaccines develop in record time, he added. The revised list is expected to be published in early 2023. You're listening to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. To share information and upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Now, here's our final note. Jamaica paternity leave to become effective January 1st, 2023. Jamaica Information Service reports the proposed introduction of paternity leave for fathers of newborns and family leave for adopted parents bringing a new child into the home is slated to come into effect January 1, 2023. Jamaica's Minister of State in the Ministry of Finance and the Public Service, Marcia Smith, announced that the proposed increase of paid maternity leave from 40 days to three months will begin on January 1. She was speaking at the Civil Service Week Public Forum at the Jamaica Pegasus Hotel on November 22nd. The forum was held under the theme, The Public Sector Forging Ahead with Determination. The changes are coming out of the current public sector compensation review and will be facilitated by updating the public sector staff orders of 2004. She indicated that the Ministry of Finance and the Public Service has reached an agreement with several trade unions representing public sector workers on the restructured public sector compensation system. The Ministry of Finance, together with its union partners, signed several memorandum of understanding that covers approximately 60,000 employees and we're well on the way to seeing the entire public sector being transformed, Ms. Smith said. This podcast has been brought to you by Letstalkideas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm. Phenomenal Foods by Chef Holly, creator of West Indian-inspired seasonings, and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, November. November 23rd. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news. 